0: Love Call Receiving incoming transmission in ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. A warm welcome to all you lovely beings. This is Love Cult Transmissions, a space for spirituality, mysticism, the occult, and alternative life ways. And now, introducing your host, Justice the Mystic. Hello lovers, it is I, Justice the Mystic, and this is Love Cult Transmission 0004, the full moon transmission on the 1st of October in the year 2020 of the common era. A happy Libra season to you. I happen to be a Libra, and so I am in my element. I am alive. I am fully functioning and evolving into the next phase of human that I am called to be. I'm so excited that you are tuning in with us today. We have a great, great transmission for you. This is a continuation of our conversation with our friends, Dylan and Kevin. And today in this transmission, we are focusing our conversation and we are focusing our questions towards Kevin Caffey, who is a wonderful human being, a brilliant creative thinker, and a filmmaker who uses film and and motion pictures to capture feelings and emotions and portray them in a beautiful and stunning way. We take time and talk to Kevin about how he got into this medium of of creation. And one of my favorite things that we talk about in this episode is the concept of agreement and creative collaboration and agreement in presentation of creative endeavors that you release and you put out into the world, and the magical power of agreement. If you didn't listen to the last episode, part one of this interview with Dylan and Kevin, then you missed out on the question of Absalom. So usually at the beginning of each episode, when I interview a new person, I ask them the question of Absalom. Absalom, which you'll have to go back to the last episode to figure out what that is, and to figure out what Kevin's answer was for that. But here we are picking up where we left off last week, and I asked both of them a question, and we left it on this cliffhanger. Both film and photography are all about capturing light. So the question that I posed to both of them, this is where we're beginning our conversation today. The question I posed to both of them is how the capturing of light has informed their daily life and their process in their creative work. Before we jump into this interview and before we hear their answers to that question that I asked them, I wanted to extend the opportunity to all of you listening now to go to the Love Cult website, lovecult.space, and sign up to receive information about upcoming things that are happening I also want to invite you to follow Love Cult on Instagram. The handle is lovecult.com dot space, just like the website. There you'll find everything that we put out, including my show that comes out every Tuesday called Tarot Tuesdays, which is a video series where I pull uh, tarot cards for the week and read them to you as kind of a spiritual map for the week. One more thing to mention before we jump into this interview is that this next week, keep your eyes, ears, and hearts open for the release. Of the first ever t shirt. This is a sigilized t shirt that comes along with a ritual guide to show you how to create ritual around the wearing of this love cult. T-shirt t-shirt. It is powerful, it is wonderful, and I'm so happy to be one of the lucky people that was able to work on this project with the divine beings here at Love Cult. Those are all the announcements I have for you. So now, without further ado, I invite you to join in part two of this lovely and brilliant interview with my dear friends, Dylan and Kevin.
1: Of course, <laughs> it is tough. I really like there's a couple different avenues for me that I could go down. Yeah. from there, um, like one of them being so like I think one of the things you were talking about is how both still and moving pictures, the thing about them that is exciting is they're. I mean, really, the only thing and were the first things of this kind that could fix that moment in time, like the, the continuous flow yeah. of existence is able to now fix it mm-hmm. in a way that nothing before was able to do. Because mm. um, before that, you either had you know visual work, right. but that, I mean, was... An interpretation and interpretation and just on like a very immediate like practical level is something that you know had to be continually made like the painter right, had to right. keep painting the thing until the painting was made right um which i mean that can be argued on a certain level for like both of what we do it's not like we just do it and then instantaneously it's the thing that you see right, like there's right. a lot of making <laughs> yeah. involved in it but for what it is it it was the first thing that is able to create a visual language of time. Yeah. Um,
2: oh, That's what's big for me. That's a tr-
0: Totally.
1: Space and time.
0: And it's a capture instead of a replication.
1: Yeah. 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 Completely. And I think at its best, for me, the thing that I'm drawn to on, in that aspect of it is really light is an opportunity. The consideration of light is a consideration to just talk about time which is really just a consideration to talk about the moment right mm-hmm. um and i think on the, that's the most spiritual part of it for me mm-hmm. I, any type of like spiritual practice uh, so much of it is driven about that like mm-hmm. the moment is this thing that is so illusory and so obviously like always passing beyond you but also always with you Right. and what you're constantly trying to do is get yourself in the present you're trying to be yeah. present you're mm-hmm. trying to get in the moment and the best types of art that is dealing with light is the art that is forcing you on a very real level to be in the moment. But the way that it's doing that is forcing you to have to consider light and time in a way that like necessarily situates you in space and time. Um,
2: And if it like the especially good art can bring you into that every time, at least that's what it feels like for me. It's like, yeah. Like that's, I think that are you
0: saying each time you see it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like it never depletes that energy. Exactly. Yeah. Like totally. it's, that's for me, like a big difference between what, what feels very like commercial and what feels very artistic is like, uh, I mean, if we're talking film for me, anytime I see it, even if I've seen it before, if I've mm. seen this film before, it draws me in and I'm, I feel like I'm in that space. Right. And, like, that thing that was created and captured, now I'm in it with this, like, existence. You know, right. like, it draws me into it. Right. Um, which is just... That's, like... A, it's a, incredible. It's, like, a miracle of, of being. You totally. Know? Like how can you create something that draws someone into a reality different... I mean, I, I guess you could say that's also, like, being in that moment for that means living in the moment you're experiencing. Right. right. There's like a duality there. But right. It's crazy. It's yeah. unreal. It's like, it seems like something you couldn't, you couldn't imagine being, like if you, in historically, you right. couldn't imagine seeing something that could get you there. Right. You know? Uh, yeah. It's very magical to me. Yeah.
0: It's ve- like very because previously before even like the inception of of trying to replicate by drawing or keep a record or anything mm-hmm. like that um the only way you could get somewhere else is imagination yeah and to me imagination is so magical i think we need to cultivate more of it i yeah. think we need to practice it, I think we need to work on imagining more. Um, but i I find that like when I see good film, whether still or moving, mm-hmm. there is this magical sense like you're saying, it does transport you into a different space, and yeah. that feeling is the only a feeling I've ever had, like as a young person viscerally. In my own head, like being two places at once, being present in my physical body, wherever I was at the moment, but Mm -hmm. also being wherever my mind imagined me to be. That's, I don't know. It's just so interesting. Do you have any more to say about the capturing of light of
2: what it means to you and how? Not necessarily. I think it's, I, uh, would definitely like I would relate it more broadly to mm-hmm. space and time yeah. in the same sense that yeah. you're talking about it. And that like, I think that's what draws me to it is that, uh, cause I'm very similar to you in that. Like I feel like I can visit a place, uh, separately from where I'm at right. just through imagination. Like right. I, I can feel I'd often do it with, like, my cabin up in the... Yeah. ...Alt Sierras. like, I can picture being there and, like, what it feels like and what it smells like and, like, basically feel like I'm there. Be there, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what draws me to, like, filmmaking, is, like, right. creating that in, as best you can. I, I actually don't know if there is any beating that feeling that I get right. personally right. of trying to do that. I agree. But... Um, yeah, something very magical about, like, chasing that, of, right. like, creating a, with light and with, you know, all of the tools that you have, feeling like you can be somewhere other than where you are while right. you're watching it, you right. know, or just seeing it.
0: I think the magical thing, especially with uh, filmmaking, to me, is that you get to experience somebody else's imagination. Mm-hmm. You are not the one generating the content of what you're being drawn into. Mm -hmm. It's not subject to you. I mean, how you interact with it obviously is subject to you. But you're being drawn into someone else's imagination. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me, this this just popped into my head. (laughs) I feel very excited about sharing this. (laughs) But it reminds me of, um, I've been watching the new... Uh, Dark Crystal series on Netflix, which is a Jim Henson Muppets prequel to a movie that came out, I think in the seventies, early eighties, maybe. Um, And these creatures called gelflings on this planet um, could share their experience by touching palms and what they called, I believe dream fasting. Okay. So like dream fast with me and I'll show you the like, I'll show you what really happened. And to me, that is what filmmaking kind of gives you the Mm. opportunity to do Mm -hmm. is to enter somebody else's creative imagination and be drawn into a space like that. I, uh, like horrible movies, <laughs> I like trash movies. Like
2: I do too. <laughs> there's a lot of them I uh, love
0: like superhero <laughs> movies uh-huh. and children's movies. One of
2: my biggest like uh, like series that I revisit mm-hmm. is Fast and Furious. Yeah. I love it. It's reliable. You know exactly what you're gonna get every time, and it's like I mean, it's like cotton candy. Right, like. It's really delicious and then it fades away and you
1: don't <laughs> but I think that gets to a good point of like what you're saying of the way film seems so much more how emotionally driven it is like yeah whatever type of movie it is it's very driven by some type of emotional reproduction that it's trying to mm-hmm. create and you know you have these ones that are like serious cinema ones yeah the feelings they're trying to make are so much more complex and blah, 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 yeah. and whatever. Yeah. And they, when it's done masterfully, you, you're able to get to that space yeah. in yourself. And then the, the feelings that fast and furious <laughs> are like the most primal, totally. like <laughs> oh, yeah. I think is a great, it's yeah. like the most saccharine kind of, Yes. like you feel like you're on the edge of your seat in that just experience of like, totally. Yeah. But that still is using that craft in such a masterful way of like, it's, it's just trying to reproduce this experience with you, but they know how to do it. Like they know how to do it so well. Yeah. It's still a emotional reaction. It's
2: just not not like what you would relate to a like amazing artistic. Totally.
1: Because the emotional reaction that it's doing is like not interested in any of that kind of stuff. It's like, I
2: think, uh, didn't Scorsese say something about how uh, Marvel movies are like amusement parks totally. or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Like, yeah. But That's how I feel. That's yeah. why I enjoy like who them. Who exactly. doesn't want to go to an amusement exactly. park and yeah. have that, like,
1: yeah. huge feeling? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All that to say, I feel like I personally don't know shit about what good filmmaking is. Yeah. Because I only understand the, like, feeling I get when I'm watching something and I Mm -hmm. usually go towards the ones that are like (laughs) not
2: totally real one. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's hard too, because, uh, it's a big commitment to not know what to expect from, from a film to like go into it or it sometimes even harder when you know, it's going to be a hard, right. Like it'll make you work for it. Right. Uh, Like, uh, I mean, there's a a lot of films that do this, but I feel like that was what was really hard for people with a film like Cloud Atlas, is the...
0: And that, okay, (laughs) points for me, that's my favorite movie of all time.
2: (laughs) It's great, it's amazing. Uh, I mean, there's cheesy elements to it, and I think that people picked, like, it was hard for people to avoid the, like, feeling of seeing cheesy elements in a film. But on another level, it really forced you to stay with it the whole time. Otherwise right. it didn't make sense. Right. So you had to fight for it, but then there was like these really beautiful thematic elements in it that carried throughout the whole thing. And it was like an awesome journey, but you had to work. Like you couldn't just go in and like wait and like, let it happen to you. You had to engage with it. And like, right. So that's I think, so interesting. Yeah. I think, see,
0: my brain doesn't do that. Mm. Like, like I either like a movie or I don't. Mm. Yeah. And I don't, And so it's very nice for me to have conversations with you about film and filmmaking yeah. because you always introduce new aspects of how to literally just that engage with a piece of work that someone created because I'm always just going, okay, okay, (laughs) have your way with me. And I don't think about like the work that you're actually doing. Right. But obviously there's something I enjoy about it because Cloud Atlas is like I think maybe that's why it is my favorite movie right. of all time because it was maybe the first movie that I ever saw where I had to work for it. Totally. Where yeah. I had to like.
2: It's a good balance too, because it's still interesting. Like yeah. it's, it's, I mean like visually and everything, it still yeah. like tries to grab you or grabs you. I don't, I don't think it tries. I think it does. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think, I mean, this probably plays back into what Dome was saying about, form as well is like sometimes the form's not there for a film. Right. Sometimes you're watching it and it's like, I'm not drawn to what I'm seeing on the screen right now, but the dialogue or the like thematic elements of it are incredible. Right. And you really have to work to get into it. Uh. And that can either speak to something amazing about the film or it can be like a detriment to it because it's not, the form isn't good enough to, to draw you in, you know? Right. And, I think that's why uh like a there's such a big divide for film in that mm. way, like it's a much smaller and I, in some ways, I don't even think I'm at the level of like being able to watch a two and a half hour film that I'm not like visually enjoying the whole time. You right. know, like sometimes I can do that, but a lot of times I'm just like, eh, I don't want to it's work right. a lot of times right um, and work that may not. Necessarily yeah. provide
0: you something that you desire to get.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You got to make yeah. that
0: decision somehow. Totally. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. But I, there is, I mean, I think it's a, there's a nice medium for me where it's like, I'll, I'll put in the effort of like working to engage uh, if it does a little work too and like right. makes, gives me something in return. Right. You know? Exactly.
0: <laughs> Which I guess is something that we expect from, all forms of art. It's like, yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm drawn into spending time with this because I know ultimately this artist or this piece is going to provide me something that maybe I didn't have yeah before or give me a different concept or idea yeah. that I didn't necessarily have before. It's mm-hmm. like it's the same thing again with the dream fasting
2: yeah. The Gulflings. Totally. Yeah. And like, it, it applies, like, I mean, like you said, to anything, yeah. like, and music, like, pop music, really easy to listen to and mm-hmm. enjoy for pretty much everyone. I think you're probably lying if you say you like pop music. Exactly. But <laughs> uh, and then, I mean, photography, digital photography can be really cool, but kind of devoid of any, like, substance to it. And, yeah, it's just a spectrum Across any art, I think.
0: Right. That's so interesting. Yeah. When, uh, as I'm curious to know, because you went to school for philosophy, mm-hmm. um, this is a, a dual part question. Okay. <laughs> what have you always been into film and filmmaking, movies mm-hmm. and whatnot? Um, Or is there like a specific point in which you go, Oh, this is piquing my interest? Mm -hmm. And secondly, um, your maybe internal dialogue or your correlations between how you can, uh, or how you feel you can, as a philosopher, bring Mm -hmm. something to. Film, yeah, that maybe other people
2: sure. don't yeah, have, yeah.
0: or something that you just feel, oh, this is drawing me towards this medium because yeah. I can't express it. Da, 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 da. Totally,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, as far as like my interest in film and like history with it, yeah, uh, it feels very recent that I like understood my enjoyment of it. Okay, uh, like I feel like I'm still. I'm still extremely new to to that to the field. Like, okay. I have a lot of like education that I want to do and would need to do to be like quote unquote successful with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. I've done a lot of thinking of like, where, how did this happen? Because I, I, it's not like one day I was like, huh, I'm gonna start reading about film or watching more films or right. anything. Like, I don't, I don't, didn't have necessarily a conscious. Like, now I'm going to start doing this. Right. Um, and I realized that it probably did start when I was uh much younger because my mom has always loved movies. Okay. Um So she, she was the type to, like, I mean, we'd rent movies, but often she would just be like, oh, I want to see this movie. And we'd buy the DVD. Right. It wouldn't even just, it wouldn't be like.
0: I liked it. I'm going to.
2: Get yeah, a copy of, yeah, totally. It would just be like, oh, I heard this is good. Let's buy it. Right. And we would have, we had this giant bookshelf of DVDs. Yeah. Um. So I think that's probably where it started for me. It was mm-hmm. just like, we just watch movies all the time. It wasn't like a, because um, I think for a lot of people growing up, it was like every few months, oh, let's go to the movies. Right. But it was huge for my family. Like mm-hmm. we had a big screen TV. We had surround sound, Bose surround sound, and we watch movies all the time. Um so I think that's where probably where the interest originally started. And then um even like after moving out and stuff, that would be like what my mom and I would meet up to do is we would go to the movies. Yeah. Um and I think at that point it was more in the phase of like uh just like amusement park type thing. Like, okay, this is fun. Like I enjoy right. going and like this experience of seeing a film. Um, and then I think that just became, I think as I got older and like moved, when we moved to San Luis Obispo, I kind of, I just kind of dropped off. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, remembered movies basically yeah oh i can i can go see one whenever i want (laughs) by Mm. myself (laughs) yeah exactly um and so just over the years i think that became more and more a thing of like uh like even with dylan i think at one point when we were in ventura Mm -hmm. we were like let's just go see one movie a week let's just plan on one movie a week regardless of what was yeah like no matter what's there
0: even and if that it looks
2: bad, let's this, just go see it.
0: Yeah, that was the sacred window of time when Pass was a thing.
2: <laughs> Never forget. Never
0: forget. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> Where it didn't cost you $10,000 to
2: yeah. go see
0: a movie <laughs> every week.
2: Um, so I think that was probably, like, more of the catalyst to, like, really understand it as an art. Like, why do I like it more times than others? Why do I like this specific type of film or this look or, like... The things that are going on right um and then i think that kind of if you're creatively minded lends itself into like a deeper interpretation probably especially for me personally because i have a background in philosophy a lot of it was like like what are the the um the subterranean levels of, of this film. Like what's, right. what's beneath the surface that it's trying to say the whole time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that became more and more like what my interest was. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Why are, what are the things that they're saying without saying it? How are they doing it? Right. Why does it interest me even though they're not saying it? Um, so yeah, I think that's probably like the more, the most general and at least my current understanding <laughs> yeah. of like why I'm where I'm at now, right, with it um yeah, and it's I mean, it also was as far as like making it a part of my identity, like how that mm-hmm. became a thing, yeah, yeah um it was for a long time a curiosity of like, oh, I wonder if uh if I could do this, like mm-hmm. if I could this thing that interests me so much and that can create such a incredible like pool of of depth like could i do that right and um it was like a question that would come to mind when i would because i i for most of my life have not known like what i want to do quote unquote, like career wise or whatever and so in thinking about like oh would i should i do this other thing and i would try it like career more career oriented jobs i would apply for them or like consider them and look into it or like start educating myself just by right. myself. Right. Um, and they would, I would always be like really committed to whatever I was doing. And then as soon as something did not go well, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Right. <laughs> and then almost every time after that, it would be that curiosity about film again, where I'd be like, right. I don't want to do this other thing should I get a camera? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I should. Yeah. Yeah. I totally. Um, Yeah. yeah. So I think that that happened enough times where I was like, okay, this is the thing that's like, like I, I like using the term haunting me. Yeah, totally. Um, Because I, I think it's a a good term, whether it's positive or negative, but it was, that was the thing that was haunting me in the sense of like, no matter what I try to do, I keep coming back to this. Like, yeah, and I I know that I still will, even if I try to do something else. Right. So I might as well just try, try. to do it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, um, yeah, that's beautiful. I feel like we all have similar uh, experiences in that realm of like stumbling upon things and going like, oh, yeah, I can do this. This yeah. is going to, um, knowing that we have to make our way in the world and we have to make mm-hmm. money and shit like all that dumb shit <laughs> to stay alive. Um, we regret always have been grasping at maybe I could do this, maybe mm-hmm. I can do this, yeah. but like the haunting and mm-hmm. that thing, those things are always coming back around. Yeah. Those things are quite literally haunting. Um, yeah. Every time there's a moment of space, or a break in the momentum of whatever we were chasing after at the time, boo, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally appears. Um, I'm interested into asking like <laughs> in, in to how you think about what even is that
2: the, like the haunt, the thing, the haunting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Oh man. (laughs) I haven't, I mean, I haven't really like done a lot of like definitive questioning on that. Yeah. Just more of like a, I know that that's a thing I experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think if I, if I had to put it in terms that like would be how I understood, would, how it would help me understand what's going on. Um, it, it's, I'd probably put it in terms of, like, psychologically. Uh, like, I think for me it's mostly psychologically mm-hmm. because I spend so much time psychologically. Right, right. Like, living out my day-to-day. Um, it's, I don't know, it's just the thing that, like, lurks in your subconscious or something. Right. Um, I think you could easily make it a spiritual thing as well. Like yeah. a zeitgeist type thing of like uh creative haunting of of like this is the thing in the world that wants you to do it Mm -hmm. and uh it's gonna keep coming at you until you you face it it, you know um or a combination of both right you know i think it it probably is something like that (laughs) right um i think for everyone there's things things that you don't confront uh fully whether they're good or bad Mm -hmm. and uh until you do they just kind of linger right um so whatever that means and whatever interpretation of life you have like that could be spiritual it could be something spiritual like that will haunt you if you think of it literally like it's around you and it's going to keep coming back to you right or it can just be psychologically in the sense of like you're not psychologically confronting that thing that you are curious about or that you are repressing and it's going to keep coming to mind because you're not dealing with it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. No, that's
0: (laughs) so interesting. That's, I mean, you brought up a point that I'm always trying to um, exude in my spiritual work Mm. and the stuff that I put out uh, into the world as uh, someone who is an advocate for mysticism and spirituality. Yeah. Um, which I think doesn't translate well because our mindsets about religion and belief systems are so uh set and ingrained. Yeah. But uh the concept or the idea of there's stuff that's happening in life and sometimes you just have to invent a way to make it make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And that is, um, I'm going to coin this term right now, <laughs> that is creative spirituality to me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm always advocating yeah. for. Like, I don't care what you want to call it. Yeah. That, understanding that thing, facing it, mm-hmm. and um, maybe putting language or mm-hmm. ideas around it yeah. will help you come face-to-face with it yeah. and help you and give you tools to deal right. with
2: that thing. Even if they're makeshift tools, like you're creating the ability to confront it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You are creating a system in which uh, yeah, you're able to yeah. confront and then also... Find a way to healthily, hopefully, mm-hmm. healthily put it behind you. Yeah, um, to where it may or may not continue to inform your day to day life. Right. Maybe it only comes up every so often or mm-hmm. not. But um, that ha- when you, I guess, this is the same say a similar question to one that I was asking Dylan with him and his work. Uh Is there something um, or are there some forms of ideas that you feel in the way that filmmaking has haunted you? Are there form thought forms or ideas Mm. that haunt you that you want to introduce to the world at large? through this medium or through this podcast.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I know I, it's harder for me to articulate them than mm-hmm. it is for me to know that they're there. Right. Um, but. Uh, right. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the journey, right. But um, yeah, definitely. I, th- I think, especially because I think that a lot of, what i want, want to communicate through the medium is what I feel like is a is like a like an underlying experience or emotions for pe- just people in general mm-hmm. um, Yeah, so I, I mean, like I think uh, like ancestry is a thing for me where yeah. I, I, like familial things. I want to explore like the relationships between. Especially for me personally, because I have a decently, like, broken family. (laughs) Yeah. We've faced a lot of things in in our lifetimes. Right. Um, And so, especially for someone like me who has that kind of, like, torn relationship, um, not like a traditional, definitely not a traditional American understanding of family how the interplay can still, uh, like there's still those elements of family there, whether it's with your chosen family and friends, or I still have a great connection with my family members, Mm -hmm. but it's in a different way than we tend to think of, Mm. um, family. Right. Um, and so, but then there's also the things that you like that get passed down to you. Right. That you just can't escape. That mm-hmm. you're uh, like I would. I wouldn't say that you are your parents. Like it's mm-hmm. a common thing, but in a lot of ways, you just take on a lot of those things mm-hmm. as well. Right. Um, so exploring that is a big thing for me. I, one of the projects that I would love to do in the very distant future uh, would be like a, exploring that for me personally, but Mm -hmm. setting it in like my hometown yeah, and making that the base for like the dynasty of all of that interplay. Right. Um, yeah. So that's that's, that I think regardless would probably be be something I would want to, uh, like be a common thing for me to explore. But, um, yeah, I think more than anything, as long as there's something, uh, that haunts the viewer where it's like something that brings you in where you're like, Oh, I I'm connecting to something in this that isn't just because I like it, but it's because I feel it. Like it resonates with me. Right. That's all I would want to convey in anything
0: I did. There's some, I mean with any art, but particularly with, um, watching, watching certain films, there Mm -hmm. is a, an adventure of emotion Mm -hmm. that is almost in a sense, like pulled out of you. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of which this, I mean, I hope it's not a silly explanation Mm -hmm. because, but I knew that you had a gift for this, and this this, um, pl- this medium, mm-hmm. when I watched a wedding film that mm. you had created, <laughs> I don't know those fucking people, <laughs> you know? I don't know who they are. Yeah. But I'm watching this film, this, the only reason I'm watching it is because one of my best friends created it yeah. and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. I want to see, I want to see yeah, this, yeah. uh, creation that's happened here. Yeah. And like halfway through I'm crying <laughs> and I feel all of these things like viscerally mm-hmm. in my body. Yeah. Um, so like, first of all, you're talented. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but secondly, what is that? <laughs> Like, uh, what what? Like when there are times when you when you see certain works of art mm-hmm. that pulls something out of you, mm-hmm. but there there is like a like an added element of motion.
2: Yeah, that totally.
0: It almost. Does some of the work for you, yeah, and like, like yeah. makes it there because I feel like a lot of times. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm asking you questions and then I just keep rambling. No, that's great. Um, a lot of times when people engage with a photograph, they have those feelings, but they're able to stop them. Mm. Like yeah. there's resistant yeah. because. Mm that's how we do in the Western world. We resist all forms of emotion. Yeah. Uh, We are able to somehow resist them, but I feel like in, there's, what is it in the movement or in the sound design or whatever of a moving picture that totally like breaks, does that make sense? Yeah. Breaks through those levels of resistance and you're like,
2: Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I think with, the fact that it's moving images, yeah, it keeps your attention for one. I think that it makes you want to see, like, even if you're like full of emotion, mm-hmm. and part of you is like, uh, like resisting that. Mm-hmm. You're still the curiosity is there where you're like, well, I don't want to look away. Like, right. I I want to see what's next because right. it's like a recurring interest. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's huge for like keeping. Like it draws you in and then kinda of traps you. Like it right. you you're, can't help but keep watching or right. stay with the emotion. Right. Um one thing I think is uh like super, super big for filmmaking is music though. Yeah. Um and I think especially in on the topic of wedding films, right. it's often so cheesy and I hate right. it. Right. Um so Uh, I think it can be especially moving when you have something that uh, just feels kind of ethereal or something, or Mm -hmm. it like pulls you into it and doesn't tell you what to feel about it. Right. Because I think even for a lot of really emotional, uh, whether it's wedding films or just films right if they play like cheesy somber music or something it's almost like well i'm not gonna feel that way because you're you're trying to make me feel it mm-hmm. and you like it kind of forces the right. resistance even more where you're right. like true okay i well i'd see what you're doing now but if you can kind of like i mean like i said like trap your emotion into like accepting it without even thinking about what's going on then it can sneak up on you and like like catch you off guard. Right. Or, um
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's weird to me because I'm I feel like I'm I like to be in touch with my emotions, but oftentimes I feel like because of how I was raised, um just my family is very critical mm. about everything. Mm. Especially when it comes to art. It's always like that could be better.
2: Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: Um But there is something like within the nonstop. Yeah. Of the.
2: Of the. Images? Images. Yeah. That. It's like hypnotizing. Right. Right. Yeah. It's very interesting to me. It's very. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad it struck emotion. (laughs) Um,
0: As you like plan to work on things and. As you like set out towards something mm-hmm. to create um, a film, or yeah, a, a piece of any yeah. of any form. There's a working with forces. Mm-hmm. There's a working with the content that you have yeah. available to yeah. you. How personally, how do you navigate that? Mm-hmm. And how much do those forces dictate what actually comes out in different terms? Yeah, sure. Do we have ideas or do ideas have <laughs> us? Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah um, I think, I mean, I think that we, in some sense, we're the ones that are like entertaining the ideas in the first place, but mm-hmm. I do think there is something of like letting them work on you yeah. where it's like, like you, you're the one who enters into that space, right? So you're the, your psyche is there and like, okay, I'm engaging with this now, mm-hmm. um, but I think a huge part is also like letting them at least for me is um letting them work and like play out and seeing like if I respond to them. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean I so I think it is kind of like a a communication with however you it's another thing of how you want to articulate it. But right. for me, that's like my psyche interacting with a concept mm-hmm. and like having a language back and forth. Right. Where it's like, okay, I'm not responding to that. And then it's like, where, so where can it go mm-hmm. that I will respond to it? Um, so, I mean, I think a little bit of both. Right. Maybe that's a, a cheating answer, but... I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's how I tend yeah. to work through things.
0: When, when you talk about things that you create, mm-hmm. you're happy that they spark emotion. Mm-hmm. What role does emotion... Have in our interaction With
2: With the process The process, yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's very big for me Like, mm-hmm. I I I, like In my experience with projects I feel like if I If I'm not feeling an emotion mm-hmm. While I'm trying to craft it Then it's not gonna play out you know Mm -hmm. like it's not gonna work the way i want because if i'm trying to articulate something an emotion like Mm -hmm. and i'm not feeling it myself like how am i going to convey that to to whoever ends up watching it you know right um so i think it often for me will start with how i'm feeling about it Mm -hmm. um and like for that film for example like the audio that's going through it is an interview with each the bride and the groom. Mm -hmm. And that came from me thinking like, how can I create a space for them where they will open up and feel comfortable enough to express a genuine emotion that I would want to hear about, you know, where it's like what questions will spark an answer where I'm moved by their answers, you know? Right. Um, So, and that became like, the centerpiece of what i worked with you know so it was that created the structure of the film Mm -hmm. um and even in separately even in like when i try to think of a concept for just like a creative like short film idea or something Mm -hmm. like that um i'll get caught up on that if i if i don't have a connection to like how is this making me feel other than just like, Oh, that's an interesting story. Right. If it's not telling me something emotionally, like if there's no emotional language, then it's hard for me to engage with it and actually entertain it because I'm like, well, I mean, maybe there's something of a story there, but it's not, it's not speaking to me in anything other than the story. Right. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the emotion can, you can discover it in different ways. Like, um, Like, for the wedding video, it was me trying to get that from them so that Mm -hmm. it sparked something. But even in conceptual stages, I'll find there's times where I'm, like, thinking of something, thinking of a story or something, and in just crafting it, if I'm, like, sparked with sorrow or joy or something, like excitement, um, then that's, like, a good signal for where it's moving. Um, And I think with all things creative, you can't really like plan perfectly how that plays out. But right. If it's already starting with some sort of like movement and depth and like dy- dynamic to mm-hmm. it, then it's probably better yeah. <laughs> than if you're just yeah. like, it's kind of similar to like the, Oh, I'm going to spend an hour a day writing. You might not always be motivated to write something that's like in that emotional space. Right. And then it's, what are you going to do with it? Right. You know, like, sure, it might be good practice for, like, being dedicated to it or whatever, but right. it's, it, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that was, that's a perfect segue to my next question. I was going to ask, like, what happens when you don't feel uh, the emotion, just as emotional creatures, were
1: fluctuating
0: yeah. constantly. Yeah. So, like, what happens in your work what happens when you had an emotion at one point and then it's not there, yeah, or it
2: falls flat? Yeah, I think it. Um, it it the nice thing about the medium I work with is that it almost necessarily is a collaboration. Mm-hmm. Like it can never, almost never, be just me that is doing it. Right. So I would definitely prefer to just come into it with a concept where I'm very like excited. I'm like, I feel great about this. There's emotion behind it. I right. know what like my direction is. Um, but because it's almost ne- like by necessity, a collaboration, Right. uh, I think communication can often lead to that. Mm. Um, especially depending on who it's with, but, um, if I feel like for me, if I can't find it, if I'm struggling to find it, I can usually create a space for someone else to feel comfortable to bring some of that in, right. and then I can kind of feed off of that. Right. Um, because uh, I'll just get frustrated right. if it's just me. Right. And I, I'm like, well, there's nothing here. I probably won't like right. follow through with it. Hmm. Um, yeah. but that's what's nice about having other elements to pull in is like, uh, especially in wedding specifically, since like right. that's one of what we're talking about. I like on the one I'm doing, I'm planning on creating that space for the couple so that their interaction can give me motivation and like a direction of like, oh, I see it now. Let's do it. Like, right. I don't have to imagine that on my own right. all the time. I love the language that you're
0: using uh, around, like, creating space because, like, that I feel is, like, my main calling in life. So when I hear somebody else talk about (laughs) it, it makes me very excited. Yeah, But, I mean, essentially that's what art and creativity is, is creating that space for yourself Mm -hmm. to experience those things in order to allow them to work and have some form of expression. And then on the other end of it... um, uh, creating space for the reception of whatever yeah. piece or
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, uh, create, you know, creation that has been formed through your creating space for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, what when when you are collaborating? Mm-hmm. This is huge.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: collaboration. Um, you're entering, you're putting more variables into yeah. situations, yeah. And like you said, if it's something that you feel excited about, it's easy to transfer that energy, right? On if, if the collaborator is receptive, yeah, yeah, it's easy to transfer that energy, yeah, onto them. Um, or like you said. If you're feeling like at a low point, yeah. it's easy to go, hey, help me out yeah, with this. totally. If you're working with people that you have that type of relationship yeah, with. Um, I guess the concept that keeps playing in my head, which is something that um, I've been talking with people about recently, mm-hmm. but the um, like magical concept of agreement... Mm-hmm. And how important that is, especially in collaborative efforts. Yeah. Like, uh, if we come together and we agree upon something, yeah, it's not only possible but ex- exponentially
2: mm-hmm.
0: possible. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just an interesting concept to me, especially in having to work. Yeah. With other people, and right. having to navigate that space creation Mm -hmm. um and being almost taking on the responsibility yeah of navigating that space creation yeah to where agreement can even be possible in the first place
2: i mean it is magic i mean it 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 feels like magic when it happens yeah um i think even i there's i don't even remember who said it or the exact quote but it was something along the lines of like every time a a group of people come together to make a film, that's a miracle. Right. Like, it doesn't matter how it Absolutely. turns out. That's insane yeah. that that happened. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, there's... I think it, that's all you could really do to explain it, right? Is it's just right. a miracle of life that people could come together well enough and know enough, be on the same page enough to craft
1: something together. Right. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well... It- Yeah, go ahead. And I think, too, that agreement then extends even further because I just can't think of any other scenario other than maybe, like, music in a live music setting where that agreement then is also between the audience and the artwork, right? right? Like, yeah. Wow. And people talk so much about, like, when you think of... I mean, obviously, film exists now way beyond this point because we have it on our phones or in our houses Mm -hmm. and stuff. But the experience of going into the theater yeah it gets dark and like how much that feels like a like for people who like film like mm-hmm. that feels like a sacred space right and that is you making an agreement with the work right you're right. making yeah. an agreement of i'm entering this space with an expectation of i'm in i'm interacting with this in a way that i don't interact with other parts of the world um, yeah that's like the agreement too right? right right and i think film more than like so many other things has that like implicitly baked into what it is, like that type of yeah, agreement of totally. how you
2: yeah like, sit with it. The yeah. fact
1: that it, it gets made and that it gets received by people who weren't involved totally <laughs> and like are willing to try it. Totally. And, yeah And in such a sustained way, like I just think like other form, like a book or something, like you agree with it when you're sitting there, but you can like, pick it up and put it down and you, ch- you are deciding how fast it reads. Yeah. Like on some level, the film is something that's just happening to you and yeah. you are putting a sustained time to just mm-hmm. let it happen to yeah. you. Yeah. Is
2: like such a huge, and, I mean, like I was saying earlier, put in work to understand, totally. to, to engage. Totally. Yeah. It. yeah.
0: It's, uh, just to use fun terms, it's very ritualistic. Mm-hmm, to me. completely, like, very like okay. I'm s- I'm setting aside this yeah. time and creating the appropriate atmosphere to evoke Digest. this this creative entity. Yeah, and work with it mm-hmm. and experience it in my life and come out the end of it a different person than yeah when I went into it. Totally love magic. Fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes I, I mean I do when like when I go into a theater it feels like when I would go into church right where it's like totally I this is something I do very specifically like you know the, even I mean I think it's actually even created to feel like a church yeah. like the building the lobbies and stuff mm-hmm. feel very much like a, a, a cathedral church. or yeah. something um, and yeah it definitely feels like that for me as, yeah. a,
0: as a sacred space. Yeah. That's beautiful. I never thought about it that way. I never thought about the, like, cor- the agreement that you're making to take the time. Totally. And the correlation between that and like how, like a book you you're choosing, and even more so now with music because it's so accessible to us. Totally. Like, I feel like more people used to make spatial space time agreements with music because they had to sit down at a record player.
1: Yeah. And
0: be with the music.
1: Yeah. I mean I or even before that, that (laughs) to do the whole turnaround back into film, like there's the whole part in um Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So like a big part of that movie. Did you see that movie? No. It's so good. But one of the elements of that movie is it, it's these two women who, like, especially one of them has lived this very isolated life, mm-hmm. kind of lives in this, like, castle mm-hmm. thing. But it's set in a time, I don't know, when would you say, like, maybe the 1800s or yes. something? yeah and they're talking about music and kind of the climax, the very like last scene of the film, spoilers if you haven't seen it. (laughs) Um, The last scene of the film is them, they've been separated and then they see each other and this person who's lived very sheltered, it's them seeing each other at a concert, at like this orchestral concert. And that, I mean, honestly, is the first time in my life where I've ever thought about music in that way of like, oh, this is how people experienced music before there was recorded music. Mm -hmm. Right. They were sitting there and all you have is that moment, like it's just yeah. happening to you. And she's bawling, yeah. And it's like this huge emotional. It's I mean, also visceral, because the story, absolutely visceral, yeah, is bringing her to that point. But it really put me in a point where I was like, "Oh, that's like what experiencing music in that way, like, yes, like is like."
2: It was like mirroring her experience in a way totally. of like she's your what you're visually seeing as the what like seeing the movie yeah. is her encapsulated by the music that's playing. Yeah. So oh, all wow. you're watching is her reaction to that, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's cool. Like other things as well. It's cause it's the
1: climax of the movie. Cl- yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but totally, that's I cool. mean like how many things, and I think now film is kind of starting to get that challenge in itself. Cause I think about that with pictures mm-hmm. of like, yeah. that's one of the biggest uphill battles. I feel like photography as an art form has is because the photographic image is so disseminated yeah. that it doesn't hold that sacred space in people's lives. And I, f- I mean, as a music creator, I feel the same thing. Like
0: w- we're at a point in industry now where if you're not putting out like a song a month, you're lazy. Right. Mm. You totally. Know? Yeah. And
1: I think that I like, I could see that danger kind of starting to happen in film to a certain degree of yeah. like, we're in you know the first time ever where everyone has a camera in their pocket that can film video and incredible video yeah which is cool i mean it opens up the floodgates and takes like these kind of inhibitors down Of anyone now can use that medium, but the danger is then like so many people aren't using it for the sake of yeah making something or even on the other end of of viewing
2: uh like we're beginning to talk about like a future where theaters are not common, where it's like, Mm. well, you can just rent it at home and have equivalent quality. Totally. Um, especially with things like VR and stuff. Like you can make it look like you're in a theater. if You just
0: sit in your house. Right. Um, Have you ever experienced one of those? Uh, VR, like a, uh, goggle. Like, cause it's already set up when you go into Netflix Someone let me put like a...
2: Oh, oh really? You put your phone
0: in the thingy. Ah. I wore it one time and it's... It, when you're watching Netflix, it's not just a screen playing Netflix. Yeah. It's you in a theater yeah, with yeah. a screen playing oh, totally. Netflix.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done that yet, no. Yeah. Um, it's a trip. Yeah.
0: And the lights go down. It's very weird. The lights go down before the yeah.
2: feature starts or whatever. It's crazy. And I mean, for a lot of people, you'll either do that or just watch on your TV at home. Right. Because it's not worth the cost of a theater, you know? Um, But like for me, like I said, like I love the experience of being in a theater and I'll keep going for however long I'm able able to. Right. But it, like the future may be like one theater in a city if you're lucky, you know? Like that. It's kind of a similar. Yeah, issue. Yeah,
0: so interesting. Was it? Do you feel like um, the consumers are tired too? Like, is there so much to watch? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like they'll keep consuming, but can they consume on a on a conscious level? Can they consume music? Can they consume still image? Can they consume? film right on a on a conscious level as it has been consumed
2: probably not in the same way yeah right i mean i I think long term it it would depend on the person and like totally their surroundings but as time goes on like more and more media is just filling the void constantly like, whether it's Ugh. video or... Gives me shivers. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> but it just creeps in, you know. It's yeah. And it, it also gets hijacked by, uh, like, capitalism and stuff. And right. so I think in that sense, we see more of it more often. And it's in a format that we learn to dislike because it's trying to sell us something. Right. Um, and so you start to develop a
1: distaste for it to some degree. Right. Uh, yeah. I think it's hard, too, when when you look at, like, specifically for film and photography that are so, I mean, I guess, like, a lot of things, but so much um, entrenched in technological development. Like, they're mm-hmm. only the result of the technology that right. you know, they utilize. Um, and that, I mean, in and of itself has kind of a murky position where, like, when photography was first made, people didn't know what it was. Like, it wasn't an art form. Right. People were like, oh, is this a yeah. scientific, like, Figuring thing? Figuring it out. Yeah. Is this, like, a witchcraft thing? <laughs> is this... Right. And it really, I mean, there were artists who were using it, but it didn't become an art form until, like, it had been around for, like, I don't know, 80 years or something. Right. And then it got codified enough where then people were like, oh, yeah, you can use we it can to make this. art. We can do yeah. But Still, because of that, it had such a long history of it can be used for every like so many other things, and I think media at large is that same thing. Like it always, it doesn't have a fixed place. Like right, film doesn't have a fixed place as being art. Yeah, it just always can be used for art. Right, and I think that never goes away. Like because artists are just art. Like right, like there's always going to be people who want to use the tools at hand to make art out of it. I mean, that like goes to the the thing. I know a lot of people talk right now of like how they think something like video games are going to be the future mm-hmm. of like narrative storytelling in the right, way that right. film occupied for the last hundred, hundred and twenty yeah, years. I actually think that will be huge. Totally. But like, that's <laughs> just artists taking yeah, the technology yeah. around them. Yeah. And that's always going to be there. Like, I yeah. don't think that ever goes away. Right. Um, I think, I mean, I think that's already happening with video games and narrative stories. Totally. And it's only going to get more and more totally. interesting and, and, and better. Yeah. Because yeah. I think like you can, we can talk about like something like painting too, mm. which, you know, you see a painting now in an art gallery and the only context we look at it in is like, this is art. When in reality, like so many of those painting, like when that painting was made was like, a portrait of, of really rich person's daughter. Right. That wasn't art. Right. Like that right. was just someone using, like yeah. creating a social tool. Right. And like, it was a purely like class thing. So or Economic thing. Yeah. It wasn't an art thing. Right. The person who was painting it obviously is a painter and they have some of that drive in them. Right. But like, it wasn't art. Right. It was history or right, it yeah. was, um, and so a I think this things. Or, right. Yeah. Totally. Like what a concept. But that's so crazy, I think yeah. that those things are like always there at all times. Right, like there's yeah. always the multiple channels that it can right. occupy. Right. Yeah.
0: That's so interesting.
2: Crazy.
0: Beautiful. Thanks for chatting with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah that was really fun. good. Um, do you, either of you have any thing that you've, Feel like you wanted to express that you maybe didn't get to? Do you want us to thank you? You're insinuating I, <laughs> I think that you need to say thank you. <laughs> no, anything like you'd like to say Would you would either of you like to tell me how great I am? <laughs> um no just like anything about your art form or who you are or um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes you get to the end of a conversation and you're like, like oh, "Oh, I, I wish wishing. I would have said that,
2: you know no i mean i'm I'm figuring it out. I have no idea what what using this art form looks like for me long term. yeah but, yeah, uh, I love it, and I hope it can be I hope I can cultivate it into something more and more that I like identify with holy right,
1: so we'll
2: right. see how that goes.
1: I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't even know what I said half the time, to be honest.
0: Um, there's this thing that people do, and like their guests on podcasts and shit like that, where they do interviews where they promote themselves. Plug Plugs. Bag. Plug bag. Open so, it up. <laughs> you have sixty seconds each.
1: It's <laughs> a long time.
0: To promote yourself, no, just in case people listen to this and they're curious they to oh see the they work. yeah they want to see the work they want to see what you do they want to see they want to know about who you are more as a person or follow
1: your journey
0: where do they find you where do they where do they go uh
1: what do they do I put I put all my work in the best most cohesive form on my website so that's com.
0: Gonzalez with a
1: Gonzalez with an S yeah um yeah, I put my cool. writing up there. I put my pictures up there. Cool. Um, Go to the website. Beautiful. Uh,
2: I am in the process of my website. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, it, who knows, maybe you're listening to this in the future and it's up. <laughs> it's up. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh, which would be versovideo.com. Cool. And then uh, my Instagram, which is also not very active at the moment, but is uh, at versovideo.
1: Sweet. Can you spell verso?
2: V-E-R-S-O.
1: Just how it sounds. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs)
2: Just how it
0: sounds. Thank you
1: so much. Thank Thank you. Thanks for being my first guest. Yeah, Yeah. we did it. It's all downhill happily.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Got the best ones out of the
0: way. Uh, <laughs> truly.
1: <laughs> sorry, future guests. <laughs> I'm not sorry. We'll sit down with
0: with all the future guests and so. So we already did the best <laughs> interview. Just say whatever. This is a formality. <laughs> uh, so, cool. Thank you so much. Love you. Yeah.
2: Love you. Love you. Love you.
0: thank you so much for joining in to this love cult transmission number zero 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 four with my dear friends dylan and Kevin, I hope that you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. These are two of my closest friends, and I love them very, very much. And I love talking about thought and art and creativity and life with them. For more information about myself, you can find me and some of the things that I do under the Artists and Agents tab, under Justice the Mystic on the love cult website lovecult.space that is all i have for you today i am justice the mystic clearing this spiritual space and closing this portal now